Hello listeners and welcome to the Travel Industry Podcast. I am your host Michael Smith and I hope you're all having a great week. And what a busy week it's been. The event season is in full swing. You can always tell it's been busy when I'm actually out covering events for a change. Uh, in the past two weeks I attended YTP, a New Zealand event, Tourism Australia trade update, Travel Massive and G-Adventure's 25th anniversary. And today I also did a high tea with Inside Vacations. Uh, I thought I would do a little podcast kind of covering those events Um as well as basically kind of going over a few different uh, event stories that have happened over the past week. So let's start off with the first event I attended with YTP where Free and Easy basically hosted the event and what an awesome crew they are. They're a really fun group to hang out with and they spent way too long uh, out that night hanging out with them and having a few drinks and uh, learning what they're all about which is uh, you know, millennial travel, basically, not necessarily millennials, but definitely a younger vibe to them. But uh, adventure travel, going out to more of the, like, the Thailands of the world and really getting to experience the culture a little bit differently. Uh, really enjoyed those crews and definitely going to have them on the podcast in the future as I really got along great with them and they were very keen when I mentioned that this is something I was thinking about doing. The next uh, one I attended was the Air New Zealand event where they were marketing their new seats. They have the premium economy seating, which typically, um, if you've ever been on a trip with them, they have that kind of half bubble kind of cubicle thing going on. Uh, They've actually gone away from that and gone back to the kind of the standard seating that you would expect, but obviously a bit bigger. I did sit in one, and they are really comfortable, and they, I I would actually say they're more comfortable than the previous seats that they did have. I, I got to travel them, thankfully, uh, in premium economy when I went to New Zealand this year, and it's they're, they're comfortable seats, but I actually got to say I think these ones are even more comfortable, even though they look like they're actually taking a step back. I, I don't think they are. They're uh, also you know promoting the new routes that are coming out this year, so they're doing more flights out of Vancouver as well as Houston. Uh, which I, I'm finding really exciting because uh, as someone who looks to travel to Australia quite a bit, being Australian, it's always good to have more options out there. And one thing I've kind of decided, me and my husband, every time we're going to go back, we're going to try and find a new gateway to go through. So maybe next time we'll go through Vancouver and do increase our stop over there and get to see a bit of Vancouver. Or we can go through now Houston, Houston as well, um, which I haven't seen Texas, so that would be great. Uh, LA, San Francisco, these are all options. I know they fly out of Argentina too, so maybe that's even an option for us. So the more options, the merrier, and hopefully that also helps decrease the price because, you know, when supply goes up, hopefully that helps it uh, turn that way as well. Uh, I also went to the Tourism Australia event, which also happened on the same day. They uh, seem to be doing very well. They're going after the baby boomer affluent marker, um, affluent market that pretty much everyone seems to be going after lately and I you know I can't blame them as I found it in uh, Inside Vacations event today this is a market that's growing and they want to travel and it makes complete sense that everyone is out, out after them uh, it's also funny it's the exact same audience that New Zealand's after and seems to be achieving as well you know I, I feel like New Zealand and I, I felt that when I was there doing the trade show they're very aware of that, and I think they need to create more more of a campaign like Iceland has. With uh, Iceland's just being very blunt and like, hey, we know we're not the main attraction. 
maybe you should do a stop over here, which I think they've been very effective with. Maybe New Zealand should uh, start looking at that as well, because the, the general consensus was when I was there is like, hey, why did why do people want to come to New Zealand from Canada? Because you've got the very similar mountains, um, you know, in Vancouver and Alberta. They kind of like the scenery is very similar, and you can get the very much the same experience. However, it's not as big. Uh, New Zealand's awesome because you can just drive around it. You can get one side to the other in, you know, half a day, which is amazing. Also, it's just a difference. Like, when it, when it's in a different country, it just makes a difference. I don't know why, but, like, being in Toronto, where you don't get the mountains, like, they're not, you know, easy to see. They're not easy to get to, particularly because I live downtown without a car. Um, spending, you know, 600 bucks to get to Vancouver... Or Alberta doesn't seem that appealing. However, spending you know, as appealing as spending two thousand dollars to go to New Zealand, where you know it's very much a bucket list location for people. And when you combine that with Australia, you've definitely got yourself uh, an awesome vacation that's pretty much on everyone's bucket list. They just, I think, need to hammer home. If you're going to do one, you should do both. I'm getting very off track. That wasn't even part of my initial discussion, but now I'm just analyzing New Zealand as I go. I do think they kind of run into the issue that uh, Canadians only get two weeks holiday. At least I do, and majority of my friends do. Uh, obviously, when you get a bit older and a bit more money, you usually get a little, little bit more holiday time. But, you know, to really see those places and make it feel worthwhile, two weeks is uh, a hard hard ask. And that's, part, that's why I haven't been home as often as I should. As much as the cost of getting there and the flight times do suck, the fact that you're have to really bank your whole holiday time on that time period and still then maybe not feel as if you got the full experience that's a hard pill to swallow for a lot of people uh and particularly for me when i'm going home you know i'm going home to see my family and my friends i'm not necessarily going for you know a vacation or a holiday do i really want to spend my two weeks doing that when i haven't really even seen a lot of um you know north america and europe so i think that's a big barrier for a lot of people uh going to you know, Australia and New Zealand, or any, like, long-haul destination. And, you know, it's it's funny, maybe we should start a campaign to get more holiday time in Canada, and it's funny that it's such a, you know, kind of liberal country doesn't have more holiday time, so I think the travel industry lobby should uh, get on to the top of that, because, you know, if there's more holiday time, it means more people are going to be taking vacations, which is only good for the travel agents, travel agents and the travel agent industry. Anyway, I got completely sidetracked on that one. <laughs> uh, based on the Australia, uh, Tourism Australia event, they are, yes, they are targeting the active boomer and the more affluent people. Uh, they're really promoting their uh, food and wine. Uh, it's a big push for them, but they're also pushing culture a lot lately, it's particularly using uh, the Aboriginal people's uh, culture and promoting that, uh, which is very interesting. It's funny because you know, I don't see that a lot with New Zealand. Uh, and again, we're going to get sidetracked here talking about New Zealand, but you don't see it a lot in ads, which is funny because I feel like it's more integrated into the New Zealand culture than it is the Australian culture. But and maybe it just the promotion of that comes more naturally through because it is more integrated. Like when the All Blacks do the haka, for instance, you know, that's obviously a promotion of the Maori people. But I, I don't really see it a lot in ads. You know, you might get one or two segments, like quick cutaways of uh people seeing a maori um uh openings like welcoming ceremony or something along those lines 
uh, but to particularly when you look at the Australian ones, the Aboriginal culture is much more in force and much more seen as the reason for going. Uh, it's just an interesting observation. I, I don't know if it's good or bad. Yeah, if anyone... Is that, is that something that attracts people to Australia? I'd love to know, because, you know, as someone from Australia, it's it's always hard to kind of tell what the strengths of your uh, destination are. When you're in it, you're not necessarily... You don't see what people uh, benefit from or, you know, the main selling points of what people, like, perceive your country as. So it's always interesting to know. So if you if that's something that would make... If you would want to do if you went there or make you want to go there, uh, please let me know, because I'm kind of curious about that. Again, I got sidetracked. Australia's doing very well. Let's, let's move on to uh, Travel Massive, uh, which was hosted by Germany. Uh, it was in a distillery district and kind of uh, working off the Oktoberfest theme. Uh, something I would love to go to is Germany, uh, particularly Berlin. It just looks like a really fun city, uh, particularly a lot of uh, the LGBT community loves Germany, uh, particularly Berlin. You know, it's definitely got that, that party culture to it as well as a lot of the culture that goes in there. Uh, and it kind of convinced me, uh, if I go there, I kind of want to rent a car and just drive around it. It seems like the, the thing to do there, obviously, with the, the Autobahn as well. Which brings us to the Big G. The Big G had their big event. Uh, G Adventures loves the hype. And they have been hyping for the last month for this uh, anniversary it's their 25th anniversary, and they were going to make a groundbreaking announcement, is what they put it down to. I think travel industry changing announcement was one of the wordings I saw, and uh, they did, they made a lot of announcements. I think they announced they are going to do 50 projects in five years uh, with their charity group, Planetera. They also announced they're going to have a new uh, overland vehicle. So basically, it's a, like a truck meets a bus, basically, to go across the deserts in Africa. It looks very impressive, uh, their new design and their new features that they've got in there. They're also expanding into river cruising, which I think it's a really big announcement. It kind of got lost uh, over the next announcement, but uh, I think it's a huge one. And uh, it's, it's definitely a, a version of travel that appeals to me. And I think it appeals to a lot of people. It's a bit, um, I don't know, it's hard to say. I don't Cruising for me hasn't been a huge appeal, like a... I, to me, it's like a bit like all inclusives. Uh, you know, you, you kind of feel like you miss a bit of a genuine experience. Whereas, which I I do get, like that is something you know after you've worked a long long work week, uh, you just kind of want to shut off and not think about anything. And that's where the all inclusives and the cruise appeal to me. And then other times, I just want to travel and experience things a little more. And that's where I think river cruising kind of comes in there and. You get to see a lot more scenery. It's not just ocean, obviously. Uh, and you get to go to some cool, more distinctive destinations. Uh, I kind of feel sometimes when you go along in a cruise, you just kind of feel like a tourist beach town, you know, followed by another tourist beach town. And I, I say this, not ever been on one, but that's my perception. And, you know, perception is reality when it comes to sales. So, so I, to me, that this is a, a form of travel that appeals a lot to me. And I, I'd like to do one in the future. They're also limiting the groups, which is uh, very appealing as well. So they're going to keep very small numbers on these river cruises and obviously go to some really cool places. Uh, yeah, so that's one of the big announcements. But the bigger one is uh, that they're now working with National Geographic. Basically, uh, they're going to be doing, they call them journeys, National Geographic journeys with G-Adventures. And they're going to be using their platform basically to promote G Adventures trips. Uh, I don't know, you know, how the breakdown of percentages go as far as uh, 
who gets what as far as the sale. I'm sure there's it's very profitable for both, but it's such a powerful force when it comes to marketing. You know, to me, it's like getting in with, uh, you know, TripAdvisor or something. You're getting people at the source where they want to travel. So this is going to be huge for them. My boss was speaking to Bruce and uh, she had mentioned like they're going to be doing some really cool stuff where they're going to integrate a lot of what their stories are about into the trips as well. So they were talking about archaeological sites that National Geographic are looking at. They're actually going to be able to take G-Adventure groups and look into these sites where previously before that no one else could ever go into them. So it looks like they're just they're not just going to be slapping National Geographic on top of their journeys, which I think for a lot of them they are going to, which are great trips and they make sense and they go to a lot of destinations that National Geographic talk about, but it looks like they're also going to work together to develop tours, which is only smart. And I think it's going to be very profitable for both, and it's it's huge deal for a Canadian company. So congratulations to G Adventures for that one. And then the final uh, event I went to was Insight Vacations, which I did uh, today. Um, I, I love the Travel Corp. They're one of my favorite companies as far as getting to go to events and chatting with. They're such a friendly crew. So really thanks to uh, Winston and Lauren and Chris uh, for inviting me along to that. Uh, I've never done a high tea event too before at the uh, the Windsor Arms Hotel. Apparently it's quite the thing to do. And uh, I've, I ate a lot. That's what I can say. A lot of very small portions, but I'm sure I definitely took my share fair of calories today. Uh, they had some great announcements. They're basically launching a new form of, uh, I guess a new tier of travel would be the way to put it, within their collection. So they're going to call it Luxury Gold. Uh, kind of what they're focusing on is uh, obviously the luxury, luxury aspect, which they obviously work very good at it doing right now. So they've got the luxury coaches where they have uh, what they call leg limousine leg room, which I, I think is a cool title for that. Uh, but as well as like they'll have, you know, uh, private transfers to and from the airport. They'll have, make sure your luggage gets to your room. They'll have a meet and greet at the entrance for you of the hotel. They're going to be uh, have a concierge there as well. So, you know, they're all the aspects that they're kind of known for, a group of 40 or less, or the gratuity is going to be paid for uh, as part of your fee. They're also going to, they're only picking the best hotels for this group, but they're also like, so they're picking like obviously top-notch hotels, but they're also picking hotels that are very close to where you're going. So it's not going to be some, you know, luxury chateau and like the middle of nowhere where it takes you two hours to get to something. They're actually going to be picking hotels that are like, you know, within a minute of where your itinerary is. So they're, you know, really kind of picking, getting both, the best of both worlds and putting them together. So they're picking the best hotels and then they're also adding a food aspect where you get to go to Michelin restaurants. So they have to have that, you know, Michelin star prestige with them as well. Uh, and then the final aspect is exclusive events. So they're taking you to uh, the, you know, exclusive events that no one else gets to see. Uh, they're also taking you to attractions that a lot of, oh, sorry, phone what off. Uh, they're taking you to attractions where a lot of people do get to, but, you know, you skip the line. So if you want to go to the top of the Eiffel Tower, you don't have to wait in line for that. Um, just giving you that exclusive appeal, with it, as well as a local guide who, you know, if you want to walk around Paris uh, looking at the different cheese shops, they're, they're going to send you all along with uh, the best hosts as possible as well. So I'm just trying to think if that was it. I think I got all the different... Uh, types of travel like how they're improving that but it looked like a really impressive product and it was cool to see the 
They also had uh, Brett Tolman there, who's the CEO of the Travel Corporation. Uh, he really spoke about it. So it's basically a family business, which I, I actually didn't realize. Uh, his mom gets a fax every single day from all the general managers of the hotel hotels that they run, like talking about the feedback that they'd gotten from uh, different patrons, and then she faxes them back with like what she wants done. So every day she does that, and you know they really have this commitment to. Uh, quality and one of the things he was speaking about was how they have they don't do loyalty programs you don't get points for staying with them or anything along those lines they take the money that hotels typically spend on loyalty programs and puts it into re you know retraining their staff making sure the product that they have is the absolute best quality because his you know their belief is that that's what's going to get people to return not you know membership points and you know what, you can't argue with, because at the end of the day, like, it's quality that does matter, particularly when it comes to travel, you know, usually when you're going on a big trip, you're spending a lot of money, and you want to make sure you're not wasting your time, again, as I mentioned earlier, in two weeks, I don't want to be spending my time on a really bad trip, I'd rather spend a little bit more, knowing that I'm going to get quality, rather than risk spending a a lot of money and, and getting nowhere so that's uh basically yeah that was my you know two weeks of events at the moment uh, i think that's it for me as well as far as events thankfully i'm kind of out of the woods for the rest of them i might be attending a couple more next week but we'll we'll find out and that's where we'll leave you and we're gonna i'm gonna try and do these more often uh, my goal is to basically build up as much of an ability to do this as possible, get comfortable on this mic and know how to re basically record and edit these things. And then I'm going to branch out and do some interviews. So hopefully they work out. Uh, I feel more and more comfortable every one I do. So thanks for listening and I will speak to you soon.